Praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Amen. It's so good to see everyone. It's so good to be here. Uh, Pastor mentioned it already. Uh, we brought a piece of equipment. What Pastor doesn't know is that every time we leave, we unplug something else. It's just so that when we're in the area, we have an excuse to come by, you know. It gives us, gives us something to, to look forward to next time. Uh, we, were, uh, we were working this part last week uh, in Bremen, Ohio, right outside of Lancaster, Ohio. Um, got some work done, and so I, uh, um, they only have a service this morning, so we were in service with them this morning, and so I, I said, hey, I'm, I'm in the area. I just want to come and, and be in service with you tonight. Text to Brother David, and, and um, they said, well, would you want to preach? And I was like, well, no, I don't want to preach, but I will if you, if you want me to. If you want to put the people under that kind of torture and pressure, then that's, that's uh, it's up to you. But uh, um, I absolutely love being here. Uh, this is always a highlight of any time I'm in, in this area is to come home and visit with friends and family. Uh, this church feels like home to me. It always has. Um, Pastor mentioned it. Uh, it's been, David, I don't know, what, 10 years ago? When did we do that? Is it that long ago? I'm old. It happened. It's been almost 15 years ago when we came and installed this for the first time. And uh, Pastor mentioned it at that time. They were y'all were this church was very cutting edge uh, in doing the video systems, doing some of the things that we did. Uh, nobody was doing that at the time. There was very few churches doing that at the time. Um, and Pastor had vision. And and again, knowing now and then when 2020 hit. Um, what happened for us is that we became so busy. Uh, 2020 and 2021 were two of the busiest years we ever had as a company. We were doing exactly what we were doing here. We installed video systems and did that because nobody had them. They had not, and, and so they were trying to have church and, and keep their church going. And so, um, you know, Pastor being obedient as he always is, we know that he is, uh, to the voice of God, had already gotten ahead of the curve and, and allowed us to happen. And we, through the years, have been able to work here. Um, and what Pastor won't tell you, and maybe doesn't even know, uh, really the, the uh, importance of this, is that during that time, as you know, he mentioned it, my brother passed away. We had life happening to us all. And um, Pastor became a very influential voice in my life. And, and, and he was just just hiring us. And, and sure, we, we got paid some to do the work and, and we're very blessed to be a part of this. But more importantly that, than that were the spiritual blessings that came. Um, and to, to be able to make the connection that we made, it, it, was, it only took about five minutes in, in the presence of Pastor and Sister Shostrand and the family and, and the rest of this church to find out that, that we needed y'all a lot more than you needed us, I assure you. And uh, so through these years, this church, pastorship here, the, the, the people of this church have been um, so helpful to us and just in uh, being there for us and, and being a part of our lives. As Pastor said, I've been busy for the last few years. Um, we got rid of one church. Uh, that's not, I don't mean it like that. I'm just kidding. Uh, we had another pastor take over that one, and, and that one's doing well. It's strong. It's growing. Uh, it's a revival church, and we just got approved to start another one. Uh, and so, why not, right? Why slow now? So, so we have a uh, we have our, our, our mother church, what we're calling our home church in Easley, which is where I'm a pastor. Um, 
and then we're getting ready to start a, a new daughter work uh, in a little area called Traveler's Rest, which is one of the fastest growing areas. Uh, in our area, it's in the mountains. It's just gorgeous. A lot of uh, people that bike and hike and run and jog, and they're moving in there. Now, I don't do any of those activities, but I, I hope that I can find common ground with them. They, we do have a lot of little coffee shops up there, so I can find common ground there. And anytime there's a donut shop, we'll find common ground, I assure you. So... Um, I, I'm not allowed to drive anywhere near Newark. Uh, I've already started receiving my text messages from my family. As he mentioned, my family was from this area. Um, and I've already received text messages about, when are you going by Jolly Pirate? You have to bring home donuts because we don't have those. So we will be visiting Jolly Pirate in the morning on the way out, I promise you. And, and uh, there will be, uh, if not, my own mother would disown me and uh, never talk to me again if I didn't bring her a maple glazed uh, Long John home. So, uh, we, you know, you have to do the work of the lords all the time, right? So, amen. But uh, I, I, it is an honor to be here. I, I, my levity, I hope that you'll pardon me tonight, but it's just an honor to be here. I absolutely love this church. I love the people of this church, the friendships we formed over the last few years, uh, the new ones we've made just recently. We made one all the way from Australia. It's just nice to have all these these friendships and family here. It's an honor to have my nephews with me. Uh, they travel with me most of the time. As he said, one, uh, Aaron has spent the last year in, in Jordan doing AIM work. Um, has felt a call to missions. Uh, well, just actually felt a call to be obedient to whatever God had him do. And he would open, he'd walk through the doors that were open to him. That was one that was. And so he went there and was there. Uh, of course, the fighting and, and what have you that's going on there has changed his plans temporarily. Um, and so we just trust God that he'll open the doors that need to be opened in that. Then my nephew, Eric, that's also with me is, um, he is the uh, director of promotions for our South Carolina Youth Ministries. Uh, he is uh, actually the youth pastor at my, uh, youth pastor and assistant pastor, one of the assist at my dad's church uh, in Seneca. My dad pastors about 45 minutes from me. Um, and, and so uh, they're both very involved in the ministry. All my family is, and I'm thankful for that. God's been very good to us. Um, also thankful my wife, I think, is watching. She said she would. Um, and so uh, she was probably watching. Uh, she's at home, of course, in South Carolina. And uh, and uh, just thankful for her. She allows me to travel. I try not to miss Sundays very often. Uh, this is one, this is a rarity uh, that I miss my own churches. Uh, but uh, I am thankful that I can be here. If you have your Bibles, I've talked enough. So let's jump into the Word for just a moment, if you will. Deuteronomy chapter 34. I'm going to read just a, a couple of little scriptures here. Deuteronomy chapter 33, I believe. I, I think I said 34. I apologize. I can't see up in the cavern up there, but I think I told him through verse 29. Is that correct? Very good. All right. I want to make sure I did that. Verse 24 says, And of Asher he said, Let Asher be blessed with children, let him be acceptable to his brethren, and let him dip his foot in oil. Verse 25, Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, actually I'll stop with verse 25 for now if it's okay, as thy days, so shall thy strength be. As long as you have days, that's how much strength you'll have. I want to talk to you for just a few moments on this very simple subject, today's strength. Today's strength. On May 10th, 1940, in the dark and hopeless days of World War II, 
man by the name of Winston Churchill, most of you know that name, became the Prime Minister of England. A few days later, on May 13th, he met his cabinet, and he met them and greeted them with these words. He says, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. He went on to tell them that together they faced an ordeal of the most grievous kind, that many, many months of struggle and suffering were before them, yet he urged them to fight with all their might and with all the strength God had given them. He urged them diligently to strive for victory at all cost. Quoted as saying, victory, however long and hard the road may be. For he declared to them, without victory there is no survival. I wish that I could stand before you this evening and tell you that life will be easy. We already heard it tonight, Pastor, mentioning all the requests that are happening, all the people that are facing sickness and surgeries, the things that come up, and, and it happens to us all. I would love to tell you that living for God is peachy keen and perfect, that everything goes perfectly fine once you turn your life over to him, that you'll never have a problem again, that you will never walk through dark valleys, that you will never face the terror by night or the storms by day, that no foe will oppose you, that no enemy will stalk after you, that nothing will hinder you on your journey to heaven. I would love to tell you that, but unfortunately that is not the case. I have nothing to offer to you tonight, and you say, oh, thanks for this uplifting message tonight, preacher. I have nothing to offer you but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Our common destination today is heaven, but I must tell you that waiting between this place and that wonderful place are many days of struggle and toil. You have an enemy, the scripture tells us, that is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, stalking to and fro, looking for you in your weakest of moments. Your soul is the object of his pursuit, and I hate to break it to you today. I hope this isn't the first time you've ever heard heard this, but there will be days that it will seem that all of hell has been turned loose against you and as he has done his best to cause you to lose your way along the way. Some of you may be feeling that way tonight, this evening, that you have fought hell just to get here this evening, that you have fought hell just to walk in these doors tonight, and you were hoping that I would bring some encouragement to you, and you say, well, I guess he's not, but I promise you, if you'll hang with me, it does get better. Satan will try to overwhelm you with discouragement. He will try to attack you in your weakest moments. He will try to cause you to question the goodness of God. And he will try to cause you to begin to wonder, does God even see me or does he even care? I wish I could tell you that it won't be that way, that by walking with God, you will avoid the toils and strife that is common to all of humanity. That as a child of God... You automatically get a pass to sidestep the pain and heartache of this life. But the truth of the matter is that simply is not true. Scripture tells us instead, instead and you've got to love these uplifting scriptures, your days will be short and full of trouble. Thanks a lot, Jesus, for that one. That was a great one. We really needed that one in the morning to pick you up, right? Scripture tells us that our enemy will oppose us at every turn. There will be moments of sunshine. You will stand on mountaintops in victory. But the Scripture also tells us that there will be times where we stand in valleys and we weep and we mourn. 
There will be times where we feel as though we have to endure another storm, another giant that stands before us that we must conquer. However, in the midst of these harsh realities, I come to you today to tell you with a promise from the throne of God. God has promised that he will give you strength to match your days. Think about it for a moment, if you will. I am 43 years old. I have lived, to be exactly honest with you, I looked it up today, I have lived 15,762 days on this earth. I know I don't look that old, but that's where I'm at, so... I was kidding. It's all right. It's all right. God has promised that he will give you strength for those. Many of my days have been good. Some of my days have been bad. Most of them have been normal. Most of them have been completely forgettable days that I couldn't even recall for you if you wanted me to. But there have been others that have been uniquely unforgettable days. There have been days of joy and rejoicing. There have been days of peace and solitude. There have been days of celebration and accomplishment. Days when it seemed as if everything was going my way and I felt like I was tiptoeing through the tulips enjoying life as it should be. But then the next day comes, and many times there are days of storms and trials, days of tears and tragedies, days of toil and pain that have nearly overwhelmed me. And this is the unfortunate truth of life. We will all encounter the diversity of days that is common to the human condition. There will be highs and there will be lows. There will be victories and there will be defeats. There will be laughter and there will be sorrow. The promise of God is not that your days will all be uniquely good, unlike everyone else in the world. The promise of God is not that your days will all be filled with sunshine, smiles, and rainbows. The promise of God is that no matter what that this day holds for you, he will give you strength to match that day. And as your days go, so shall your strength be. He has promised that he'll never leave you and he'll never forsake you. He has promised to walk with you always. And Matthew chapter 6, Jesus directs his disciples to take life as it comes, one day at a time. He was reminding them that the days make up the fabric of life. No two days are exactly alike, and every day has its own unique challenges and rewards. So Jesus admonishes them to focus on the day at hand. Not worry about the days that were ahead or the days that lay behind. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 34, it says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient until the day is the evil thereof. Jesus said the evil of one day is enough for you to deal with. You don't have to worry about the next day or the next day. He said, let's just get through this day. Let's just get through this moment that you're in. Let's get through this trial. Don't worry about the next trial. Don't plan for the next one that's coming. He said, but I want you to know that you'll make it through today. Look, we don't have to go borrowing trouble from tomorrow. Most of you will understand the statement that I woke up with enough trouble this morning. I don't need tomorrow's trouble already in my lap. But if I can focus on making it through one day at a time, and I've come to, to you today to declare that your days will contain challenges to overcome, and you will have enemies that you need to conquer. But I come to you with the promise that the strength that God gives you today is sufficient for today. He will get you through today just fine. No evil will rise today that is greater than the strength God will give you for today. No difficulty lies ahead of you that will, that will overcome the strength that God has given you. If you'll take it one day at a time, 
If you'll focus on getting through the day that is at hand and never forget the promise, he will give you strength to match your days. Whatever this day brings you, whatever this week holds for you, his strength will be enough for you. Whatever this trial that you're going through does to you, his strength will be enough to sustain you. I need you to understand today, the Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is my strength. Whatever you do, don't forget to rejoice in your troubles and your trials because you find strength in the presence of God. Every day, presents a different challenge. Every challenge demands a different kind of strength. I want to be very clear today about what I am saying to you. The strength he will give you today is tailored to today. What you need to get through today is what he will give you for today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. It will be a different day, and you will need a different kind of strength for what you will face tomorrow. The promise is this. Your strength will match your days. I want you to know that I believe that I have a word from heaven for somebody today. I believe that if you listen to the scripture as we've read it today, that whatever the day brings you, whatever happens to you, his strength will be sufficient for you. Whatever kind of strength that is required for you, if you will let it, God will move in your life. That is the exact strength that he will give to you. God's strength in your life comes in as many different varieties as the myriad of days that will make up your life. Every day will be different. Every challenge will be different. And on any given day, in any given situation, the strength that he gives you is exactly what you need to get through that moment. As your days are, so shall your strength be. 2 Corinthians 4 and 16 tells us, For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. How? Day by day. We have a promise that every day what we need God is going to give us. Paul says in his writings to the church of Corinth I struggle daily in toil and trial but even as my outward man grows weak and weary even as my personal strength fades and my eyes grow dim the inward man is renewed day by day. He gives me strength to match my days. The daily grind, the truth of the matter, is relentless. The daily nature of the fight is constant. But Paul reminds us that God never ceases to renew us. From the inside out, he always gives us strength to carry on. I want to share with you, if there's somebody here today that feels like, well, uh, preacher, I hear you talking and, and I hear what you're saying today, but but you don't know what I'm going through. And that's true. I, I have no idea what anybody in this room is going through. It's the advantage of preaching it. You're not home church. I don't know what your struggle is. I don't know what you brought to the table today. I don't know what burden you carried through those doors. But I know in a room this size of this number of people, there are plenty of burdens here tonight. There are struggles that fill this house. There are worries that, that weigh each and every one of us in some way, shape, or form. Either be yourself or somebody that you care so much about. But Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 29 says, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. I believe that God sent me to the pulpit today to tell you, he will give you strength to match your day. 
Hear me today. You may be weary. Your strength may be nearly gone, but I have a promise to you from God. Lift up your heads to the hills. That's where your help is coming from. The Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, will stand beside you. He has promised that he will give you the strength you need to make it through this day. And listen to me today. His promise is yea and amen. He cannot tell a lie. If he said it, it will be. If he promised it, it is. And if he told you that it's going to be all right, hear me today. It's going to be all right. If he said it, he will do it. Listen, the truth of the matter is it is no challenge for God to give you the strength you need. It is no challenge for God to give you what you need to make it through. The challenge lies in getting you to turn to him for the strength that you need. God has all power, all authority, all strength. He is omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's everywhere. He can do anything. We all believe that. But the problem that happens with many of us, we believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think for somebody else. But when it's our problem, when it's our issue, when it's our struggle, when it's our sickness, so you got Bible for that? I do. The father came to Jesus and he said, will you heal my daughter? My daughter is sick. I don't know what to do. We've tried everything we know. He said, Jesus asked him, do you believe? He said, I believe, but will you help my unbelief? Because it's easy to believe. I, I know that God's a healer. I know that God's a deliverer. I've heard the stories. I've seen him do it all my life. But this is my problem I'm talking about, God. This is my situation that I'm going through, God. I don't need you to heal somebody else in Africa. I need you to work right now in my personal situation. Do you believe God can do it? Sure, but I need help with the unbelief part because I don't see how he can do it. I don't see how he can get through this. I don't see how we can overcome this problem. And we begin to struggle sometimes. But I want you to understand something. Psalms 46 and 1 tells us God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you are facing. You must understand today that God is in control. I may not know what you're going through. I may not know what your day holds, but I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt, hear me today, that God is your refuge and your strength. He will help you when no one else can. He will help you when the doctor says, I don't know what else to do. He will strengthen you when nothing else will. He will come alongside you and he will help you bear that heavy burden that you've been carrying. He will walk each step with you and help you stand against the things of the enemy as he begins to attack you. It was at his weakest moment we find that God shows up. Paul learned it in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. And I'm coming quickly to a close. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, Paul writing, said, I'm struggling. I need you to take this from me. I can't go through this infirmity anymore. I've had enough of it. I'm tired of going through the things that I'm going through. And he said unto me, Paul writing, says the voice of God spoke to me and said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul said, in my infirmities, in the middle of my valley, as the storm rages around me, that's when I know that I can feel God's presence with me. This is what I am inviting you to experience today. There's a blessed relief that comes from casting all your cares upon the Lord. That peace that flows from his presence and that strength that sustains you when absolutely nothing else will. Listen, his strength is made perfect in your weakness. And I've got a promise for you today. God's strength perfectly matches your weakness. And his strength is enough to carry you through. I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm coming to a close. I hope this is okay, Pastor. I want you to notice something. The verse that I started with, Deuteronomy 33 and 25. We read that verse. He said, he'll give you the strength for your day. I want you to notice that it doesn't say, as your weeks are, so shall your strength be. It doesn't say as your years are, so shall your strength be. But instead it says as your days are, so shall your strength be. Here's the deal. Living for God has always been a daily pursuit. The manna in the wilderness fell from heaven daily. The meat of it was only good for one single day. Children of Israel walking, they had to have that one opportunity every day to gather and eat. Couldn't store it up. It wouldn't be good for tomorrow. It wasn't the strength for tomorrow. It wasn't the food that you need tomorrow. I'll give you more tomorrow. This is for today. Each day, children of Israel had to go out and gather a fresh supply of that life-giving bread. Why? Because yesterday's manna was no good to them anymore. Yesterday's manna was no good for today. Listen, I, I'm talking to you, mom and dad. I'm talking to you, elder. I mean no disrespect. I'm talking to you, saint, that's been in church for a long time. Yesterday's strength will not get you through today's trouble. As your days are, so shall your strength be. But days pass away and each day is made brand new. God has promised you that with each new day, he will make his mercy brand new. But many times, us as Christians are guilty of trying to live off of yesterday's blessing, yesterday's victory. Oh, if you had only been there 20 years ago when God did something wonderful for me. I want to tell you that God wants to do something wonderful for you today. If you'll let him, he'll touch your life today. It's a very simple message. It's because I'm a very simple person. I wish I was smart enough to teach you something different and better, but here's the key of it all. It's just like the man in the wilderness. You've got to gather it up each day. You've got to get your daily dose of strength. You've got to seek your daily help from him. He knows what the day holds. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. And God has promised you that each new day, he will make his mercy brand new. With each new day, 
He will give you sufficient strength to make it through that day. With each new day, He sees what you are facing. But this is the lesson Jesus was conveying to us when He teaches His disciples how to pray in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 11. Y'all know it, I'm sure. Many in this room can quote it well. He said, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say, give me tomorrow's daily bread because tomorrow's daily bread won't get me through today. He didn't say, give me last year's daily bread. He said, give me what I need just for today. This is Jesus praying. He said, when you pray, pray like this. When you talk to God, talk to God like this. You see, I've come today to invite each and every one of you to draw from the daily well of his presence. Listen, I, I don't know what your yesterday held other than a whole lot more snow than they thought it was going to be. That was real weird. Other than that, I don't know what your day was. I don't know what your battles were. I don't know what your struggles are. You got a clean slate with me. I, I, I don't know any secrets except my own. And y'all don't want to hear those. But I know this. His strength is perfect when mine's gone. When I can't do it anymore. When I can't make it anymore. When I don't have the strength to get through that. God, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. When you, when you wake up in the morning, I know today is almost done. When you wake up in the morning and, and, and maybe right now you've already begun to dread what you have to face tomorrow. I promise you that if you'll get up and say, God, give me what I need today. Don't, don't get me through Wednesday. I, I, just get me through today. And he said, I promise you, I'll be there for you. Look, let tomorrow worry about itself. For just a few moments, if it's okay, I'm going to open the altar. I'll let pastor take over. But I want you to approach the throne of heaven. And say, God, I need your strength today. For just a few moments, God, I need what you have to match what I'm going through. Listen, there will be strength for tomorrow. God is not on short supply. There will be strength for Tuesday. There will be strength for Wednesday. But, but let's get through right now. He's never going to run out of what you need. And only he knows how much you need from day to day. And he's here. His presence is here. We've already felt it in our worship and our singing. His strength is here, and it's perfect. Whatever you need today, if you'll turn to him, he can supply it. So will you ask him today, just as Jesus asked us to pray, give me my daily bread. Give me my strength, my sustenance. I can't get through this alone. I can't get through this by myself. I can't get through this storm that I've been facing without your help. Will you help me, Lord?